the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We thank you, Lord, for you have, even in our struggles, you desire us to grow. And so, Lord, during this time, of the summer season, Lord, I pray that you will have us grow and strengthen in our faith, strengthen in our walk, that we would give a great testimony of how you are working in our lives. Lord, I pray that this program today would be part of that growth, part of growing strength in us. So I thank you and praise you and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, it is great again to be here. I appreciate you listening to the Heart of Messiah radio program. Uh, I am Rabbi Steve Weiler, and each week I come to you with what I believe God has put on my heart for the radio audience. And this is a listener supported programs, so I rely on your generous gifts. If you'd like to keep me on the air, let me just mention that I have a few weeks to raise support for this coming year's program. And so in the next few weeks, I have to raise either a pledge of $500 per month or $6,000 for the year. And so if I meet this goal, I'll be on the air for another year. And if I don't meet this goal, I will not be, and I will uh, probably go off the air in a few weeks. So um, I've met many of you. I know I've been encouraged by your words that say that this program really means something to you. I'm comfortable trusting in the Lord and see if he wants me to be on the radio. And if he does, I would imagine he will touch your life and you will help us out financially. So you can go on our website, heartofmessiah.org, click on the Donate button, or you can call Karen in our office, 
I'll tell you right now, your support is a blessing to me, but also to the other listeners and who can't support it and to the ministry of Heart of Messiah. So let's see what God has given me today for you. I believe uh, that as I prayed earlier, it's all about growth, growth in the Lord, getting closer to him, abiding in him. And so oftentimes my subject for our program comes out of my experience with people and looking at how the heart of Messiah is working on me or others and how we should behave. Uh, And this week, I want to discuss with you how to deal with disappointment. Now, I know you can't imagine that a rabbi of a Messianic synagogue could have disappointment, (laughs) but I do. And I would imagine that most of you out there have been disappointed by something during the week. And what do we do with that disappointment? Oftentimes, it causes us to behave in negative ways, negative with people around us, even people we love. And oftentimes, the disappointment was unexpected. But when you expect it, usually there's something you can do with it. Just like if somebody were to say, I'm about to punch you in the stomach— You would tense up your stomach and get ready for the punch. But when they didn't tell you about the punch and they punch you, uh, you know, it's harder to receive that punch. Honestly, though, a punch is a punch. (laughs) Whether it's intentional, unintentional, expected or unexpected, it hurts. And so how we as believers... Uh, as disciples of Messiah, developing the heart of Messiah in our heart, how do we respond to this? How do we handle deep disappointment, especially if it's from somebody we love or care about? So let's look at a moment and first review some things we had talked about in past weeks so that we can emphasize like a foundation in our heart. The first is that love is one of the keys to overcome disappointment. And I have three thoughts about love. Number one, it never fails. (laughs) That's easy, right? 1 Corinthians 13.8. What does it never fail mean? Well, here's my thought on it. Because many of you are going to say, well, I tried to love and it failed. (laughs) I think that when we can love like it talks about loving, which we'll go over in a few moments, in 1 Corinthians 13, that is God's type of love. And if we can love so fully and strongly like God loves, it will never fail. The problem is that oftentimes we can't love that strongly, and so we do see it fail. Secondly, about love, is that it covers a multitude of sins, and so in first, which it says in First Peter four eight, certainly you see that in God's love for us, Yeshua's atoning love covers all of our sins, and it's 
It, and so we, too, have to understand that our love needs to cover other people's sin. So that even though they have hurt us or sinned against us or however it is, our love needs to cover it like Messiah's love covers ours. And then 1 John 4.18 says something about love that is extremely important. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears has not been made perfect in love. So let's look at that again. Perfect love drives out fear. And oftentimes, our hurt and our disappointment have to do with fear. And if we fear, we have not really learned how to love in the fullest sense. So God's saying to us, if we focus on Yeshua as our Messiah and his love, if we can focus on that kind of love and behave with that kind of love, you know, as it says, be holy as he is holy, then we will be able to overcome any disappointment, any storm of life, anything that comes our way. So, today uh, I want to focus on what? Well, we can focus on our disappointments, but I think God wants us to focus on his love and loving people. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. Love, verse 4, we'll start there. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not brag. It is not puffed up. Notice, patient and kind are two of the fruits of the Spirit. And so we need to understand that the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, is there to help us with being patient and being kind. Now, certainly, this is a difficult area for me, especially patience. But love looks like something. And having patience with someone who is difficult is what love is all about. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I can do this. And you can too. And we can improve. In verse 4, you'll notice that there are two things that are positive, which would be the fact that we are to be patient and kind. And then there are three things that are negative, that we're not supposed to do. And negative things often keep us from doing positive things. So it's very important in this verse when it says we shouldn't envy, we shouldn't brag, and we shouldn't be arrogant or puffed up, that those are things, if we allow ourselves to do that, it will squash our love. An example would be when you envy someone, it's hard to love them. When you think about it, about being disappointed with someone, it's hard to show them love. We need to control our mind with the power of God's Spirit. Verse 5 says, love does not behave inappropriately. 
Now, this is very, very difficult right there because there is a doctrine in the world. I'm going to call it the fairness doctrine. And you and I want things to be fair. We, we do. I mean, come on, admit it, would you? You want things to be fair. And I've got to be honest with you. Life is not fair. And so our first thought is you want me to act appropriately. They didn't act appropriately. Look at what they said. Remember, our relationship of being a disciple of the living God has to do with our relationship with God, not our relationship with people. We have to react to God and let people act to us the way they want to. But we are responsible to God. So we need to act appropriately even if somebody has not acted appropriately to us. Then in verse 5, it says, it does not seek its own way, which is very, very helpful in acting appropriately. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree? If you are not looking to get your own way, then it is possible to overlook an offense, which is what Scripture says we are to do. We can do that because we're not looking to get our own way. We're not, we're not easily provoked, which is also verse 5. We're not going to allow that. That's showing that we're not focused on the love of the Messiah when we get provoked. We get sucked in. It is, well, look, and, and this could be especially true. I mean, I don't know what your hot button is, but I've had to stop listening to the radio and TV of politics, because everybody is provoked. (laughs) I don't care if they're Republicans and liberals or Democrats or conservatives. People are provoked. They are speaking in a provoked manner, and this is causing us terrible division in our uh, uh, country. And so I've got to tell you, that this is not love, not God's love anyway. And we need to be different. You and I, we need to set the standard, not react to the lowering of the bar. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, look at this last part of verse 5. Keeps no account of wrong. I mean, would they be able to make commercials against the people running for president, if they kept no account of wrong? Oh, my goodness. Now, look, obviously, we have to be smart. This does not mean we should forget wrongdoings, but it means that when somebody repents, we have to say, oh, we'll give you another chance. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to believe that what you did in the past is in the past. Now, the problem, of course, going back to our politicians is that very few of them repent. And so that does cause the problem. But I'm going to take a rabbit trail in a second, so help me get back here. Verse 6, love does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth. And that's something I'm sure we can all 
accept fairly easily. But verse 7 makes it more difficult again. Love bears all things. What does that mean? In other words, you can handle this because your love is so encompassing that there is space for people to hurt you and you don't react because your love, the love of Messiah in your heart, and now your love for others bears all things. You can handle it. You can take it. You place the difficulties on Messiah in prayer while you're abiding in him. It's released from you, and you have freedom. And love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. And then it says it endures all things. Again, you can handle this. So love never fails. Let, rem- let me remind you, I like sometimes to create my own definitions. And so let's call this Weiler's definition, right? Of what is God's love? So here is my definition of God's love. It is a purposeful decision to show affection. Okay? Continuously, meaning moment by moment, unending, that there is no end in that affection, and unconditional, it happens without a reason. In other words, you don't have to be good for me to love you. So many kids see the love of their parents as conditional. You know, like, if you clean up your room, I won't be mad at you. I'll love you. (laughs) But that's not God's love. God's love somehow is shown even through disappointments, even through disagreements. God's love shows through. So it's a purposeful decision. You get up in the morning and you say, today, I'm going to show God's love. And you do it continuously. You do it unending with no end in sight and for no apparent reason. For people don't deserve it. You do it unconditionally. Now, we do this because we have chosen, and chosen is really the key word in being a believer. Because if you're waiting to this for this to just happen in you, You might be waiting a long time. But if you choose to love, and you choose, you can choose to love because you have chosen to be a sacrifice. Again, we are to be like Yeshua, the Messiah. And so we have chosen to be a sacrifice, just like he chose to be a sacrifice for us. It is the greatest expression of love. Again, you know the quote that I love, if you become a sacrifice, you will never become a victim. A victim says, poor me. A sacrifice says, hey, I'm okay with this. It's all right. Uh, You know, I can get over this. A sacrifice realizes the cost, but is willing to pay it. Does this sound familiar? 
because following God is so much greater in our heart, mind, and spirit. So Yeshua knew the cost that he went over it with God in the garden, right? As he was praying and, and sweating what looked like droplets of blood. But he was willing to pay it. He said, your will, not my will. Because, because God was more important than the offense. Even going to a cross and even dying. And so, how much can we also be a sacrifice? Sacrifice is a characteristic of maturity using faithfulness, loyalty, and accountability as necessary to carry it out. So, as an example, many parents are seen to be sacrificial for their kids, and that is maturity maturity in the Lord, maturity in, in so many ways. So, first of all, we are to love. Second of all, we are to be a sacrifice. We are to make a daily decision that, Lord, you want me to be a sacrifice. So, I want to show your love, which will help me overcome all my disappointments. So, another way to put it is to pray to the Lord and say, first and foremost, Lord, I proclaim that my desire is to please you. Secondly, I might strongly disagree about a certain subject, even though I might feel hurt or wounded. I want to make sure that I am showing love to those I disagree with by respecting them in my thoughts, words, and deeds, and I will weigh their opinions too. And so I ask the Lord to put this in me. Third, I pose a question to the Lord. You know, if I am in a situation, I say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is your preference? So if there's somebody who irritates me or says something, do I correct them immediately because they were wrong or wait or, or wait for the time when my hurts will not have control of my behavior, right? You know what? We're going to have to continue this next week. I hope you don't mind, but that's the situation here. We have come to the end of the show and I pray that you'll come back next week to let me finish this as to how to get over disappointment as I challenge you. You know, we're here to seek the heart of Messiah. Did you hear his heart today? Are you going to be obedient to his call? I'm asking you to make a choice to be sacrificial. Make a choice today as Love, uh, to love as God loves. Make a choice to be a sacrifice, to overcome disappointments and frustrations. So you're listening to the Heart of Messiah, as I mentioned, and this is supported uh, a listener-supported program, and we rely on your generous gifts. So to keep me on the air, the goal is $500 per month pledged 
or $6,000 per year. Any kind of gift will help meet this goal so that I can be on the air for another year. If we can't meet this goal, I will have to be off the air. So you can go to the website, heartofmessiah.org, click on the donate button, or call Karen at 813-831-5673. May the power of God's word and his spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.